0: Hey everyone, welcome to hashtag enlightened bitches. I'm Julia and I'm Claire. This podcast follows the lives of two women who have formed an uncommon bond through parenting, recovery, womanhood and fierce personal growth. We are on the never ending search for enlightenment, but we're taking our attitude problems with us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first uh, intro episode of Hashtag Enlightened Bitches. As stated in the opening, I am Julia and I'm Claire. And absolutely, as we should, we are going to start our intro episode talking about COVID-19. It's on everyone's minds, it's in everyone's lives, and things have changed. So we're going to start off by talking about how this is affecting our lives. So I myself used to be an office worker, and I went to work Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, and then that very abruptly stopped. And Claire has a totally different situation.
1: I'm still working, like so many other people are, in healthcare. I'm a registered nurse, and I work in addictions and mental health. So I am
0: every day going to work still. And did that... Did that change your life though? How you how, like how your life operated after COVID kind of dropped, which is around like March 17th here in Canada, right? Did it change my life? Oh, changed my world, man. I now have you full time. <laughs> I got laid off work and became fully employed at the House of Claire. <laughs> <laughs> that is what happened.
1: That is what happened. Um, yeah. No, it it uh, my job changed in different little ways. Um, my overall job hasn't changed. Um, I'm still doing the same role. Um, how it looks is a little bit different. Um, but it hasn't changed it drastically, and I'm super thankful about that. Um, it has changed a lot of nursing jobs, though. A lot of nurses are doing harder work um, in the hospitals, um, and it's, like, trench-like work for them. And I, I feel for them. I deeply feel
0: for them. That I almost was- kind of want to combat you on that. Um, you are telling me that less people are showing up in Emerge. I mean, there's there's the obvious... Um, really hard choices that nurses have had to start making over limited supplies and products and who lives and who doesn't. But in a merge, there's like everyone's staying home. So nobody's doing fucking stupid shit and showing up in a merge with weird cuts and like breaks and falls. It's like it's a ghost town.
1: It has become a ghost town for some problems Um, and there's some cool positions that they've put in where there's like a nurse standing at the front door that basically stops everyone from entering the hospital and and basically questions them why they're there, (laughs) which is kind of awesome actually. I kind
0: of like yes let's keep this going forever yeah it's like a how stupid have you really been how serious is this really before I put you through triage yeah yeah Yeah. exactly is someone very threatening and maternal looks at you and is like do Do you you need to be here really need to be
1: here and then for people to be like
0: I guess not maybe not I'll go home now (laughs) Um, so there's a bunch of other aspects of your life that changed a lot too, especially when it came to childcare. Yeah. So that was a big stress for you. Can you talk to me a little bit about...
1: Well, I, um, yeah, I've lost, I lost my childcare, so it's just gone. It, uh, the childcare centers closed down,
0: um, and... And how old is your daughter and how much does that matter to you? So
1: my daughter is five, um, and it matters a lot to me. Um, uh, with COVID, our parents aren't supposed to be taking care of our children, and I have to go to work. I, I don't have a choice. Um, my, I mean, I guess we all have choices and we can choose not to. But I think that would sit really unwell with me if I didn't, as a nurse, show up during this time to work. I just don't think it's right or uh, it just goes against all of my values. So, yeah, yeah. It, it changed uh, It changed my world. Um, and uh, we live in a small community, uh, Parksville, B.C., so it's small. There's not a lot of childcare centers, and per, I think there's only now one operating in all of Parksville that's open and running. Other than that, oh, yeah.
0: so what was the process of trying to solve that problem that you went through? What? Oh,
1: you mean like the spin or like yeah. spiral? Yeah, let's
0: let's, <laughs> let's talk about the fucking spin. We all get it. I'm a little screwed up. You're a little screwed up. We got a bunch of listeners that are a little screwed up. And we go through a spin. Talk, talk me through your spin.
1: Oh, yeah. um, That was fun, wasn't it? Um,
0: I watched the whole thing. It was fucking hilarious. It was brutal. <laughs> you mean like where you're like, you still have a job, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, baby, I'll take care of your kids. I'll fucking buy a minivan. I don't mind. And you're like, I can't put that on you. I, no, well, you know, maybe one day a week. We're both. with And I'm like, no, i would bring it on to you at all. I, I want them. Bring it on, babe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm going, ah, I just need, I just need to find somewhere. I'll find anything. I'll do anything. I'll, I'll like, I'll, I'll just hire someone. I'll just, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll just spend lots of money on childcare because I don't need you to help me. I'm super independent.
0: (laughs) Deny help. Deny help. Deny help. I can do this on my own. (laughs) That makes me feel vulnerable. I don't like it. Back away. Yeah. Where I can spend money, I will. (laughs) Just let me. Just let me. (laughs) Um, yeah I
1: think that day the like March 17th doomsday day where the the child care center closed and I knew it was coming everyone kind of got pre-warning to it coming um uh, I knew it was happening um uh, was super interesting in the funny sense that when I show up after work uh to the park with both of our girls both all of us show up and I'm more depressed than you are uh,
0: yeah, I'm because, like excited. I'm like, bring on.
1: Because I've lost childcare, and she's she's like, but I lost my job, and I'm like, so you should be like way more upset. And I'm like, I'm spiraling. I'm like, I don't have anyone to watch Elise. I'm never gonna find anyone. I can't go to work. I just, <laughs> I just like this is the worst thing in the world. Like, how do they expect me to take care? Of, like, how do they expect me to show up and do my job if I have no one to take care of my kid?
0: And I'm looking at you like, I'm standing right motherfucking here, <laughs> lady. Like, I'm, like, pounding out of my car. I'm, like, I got fired. La, 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 la. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm here to save you. <laughs>
1: I'm, like, here, have a drink.
0: <laughs> I'm so fine with this. <laughs> so please drop a bomb on everything someone else tells me I'm responsible for. <laughs>
1: But, yeah, so,
0: um
1: the, the spiral was big. Um, and I've come to the conclusions that allowing my tribe to help has really been good. Like I am allowed to accept help. Um, and I can let it in and I can embrace it. And my child's watched now. I have a tribe of people, including her father and um, and all of our support system and we have managed to figure out how to raise our child during COVID with both him and I still working. um, And we're just relying on our extra, our, our extra people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so building a tribe and um, bonding with people and creating community, was that, that was a section of your recovery.
1: Yeah, that was the tribe's already been there. It's just allowing them to help me.
0: Yeah. Cool. And that's, that's uh, something that we'll go over in a later episode is building tribes and building bonding um, when you're recovering from, um, abusive, toxic backgrounds, yeah. which is kind of why you and I were bonded together. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, uh, so that, that was your kind of your experience going through the dropping the bomb of COVID and how things changed for you. And yeah. I, I had a very different experience as kind of <laughs> has been alluded to. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm a very like anti, I would say anti-worrier now. I didn't used to be, I hit it well. Um, but I was working in the oyster shellfish industry. So it, w- it happened all of a sudden as North American restaurants shut down and closed and um, no one does takeout or delivery on Fresh Live Oysters so
1: (laughs) hashtag i I don't know why just put a little Um, ice in the styrofoam container and send it on its way
0: you're good to go um (laughs) cfia would lose their shit (laughs) fda would have a heyday Mm -hmm. over covid and like like you know oysters not on ice if you want another health crisis do that um COVID rises and so do deaths on like bad oysters. (laughs) Your health authority job would be skyrocketing as well. Um, Yeah. So, uh, and it, it was a little shocking at the time I was trying to lower my hours at work uh, anyway, due to my, some of my own personal health issues um, which hashtag Brene Brown that I was having ovarian, I experienced an ovarian cyst rupture and I was really struggling to recover So, um, I, I had a doctor's note to relieve my, my hours, cut my hours in half. And at the same time, my hours went from potentially 20 hours a week to zero. And I'm like, I'm not prepared for this. Not what I meant. Universe, you've over poured You <laughs> over poured my drink. <laughs> it's filling <laughs> it's filling yeah. I
1: can't
0: lick it as bad. That is a liquor license, no no universe. Please don't put more in my glass than I asked for. <laughs> um and but I I was glad. I mean, I've just I've worked so hard to um find the positive aspects in life's challenges and I feel like I did it pretty well with this situation. And I was looking for more time with my daughter and more family time, and I was also looking yeah. for an excuse to crawl harder into your life. And I mean, yeah. like, yeah. like, she's like, "Let me in the lap. Let yeah. me in your lap. <laughs> I want my life with yours. Join me. Join us. <laughs> join me. <laughs> you love me. Yeah. Just, just, just tell me you love me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm okay. I'm not that desperate. All uh, right.
1: Maybe um, not that desperate. I'm not that desperate. Oh, uh, just a little bit.
0: Okay, 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 okay. 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 Uh, thanks, Peanuts Gallery. <laughs> um so my life went from Monday to Friday, nine to five, having full-time childcare, to no child care and no job. And I was just super okay with it. Um and I also, as I do, I don't listen to the news, I don't watch the news very often. And that was actually one thing as I was going through my head about how much information was coming up and how important it was people felt they needed to be updated on covid constantly I I realized that I have two town criers in my life which is me and my ex-husband Not that town
1: criers educated educated listeners
0: okay okay yeah well you always share the information with me I don't need to watch or read the news or listen to the news because either one of you seem to give so much of a shit about me that when you hear anything that has that might affect me I get a text message (laughs) like Julia did you hear did you know like you could get this on EI or like the schools are closing like just so you know and I'm like you know I don't listen to the news you're oh you're so nice (laughs) Nice of you. Okay, I have my own newscasters, just like in my life. It's great. Um,
1: <laughs> Hashtag, you're still you're starting to listen to the news vicariously through me in the morning. Justin true. Trudeau coming on every morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, she's like, uh, "What was that?" And like, is he speaking and then French? And I'm like, "Yeah, it's it goes back and forth, English French English French." Yeah,
0: yeah. They uh, they they haven't you know out of all the. Um, incredible systems that Canada has worked out so far. They haven't figured out how to like seamlessly have Justin Trudeau speak in English and then um, translated in French or like translated in French and then he's spoken over with an English translator. I'm like, do you do you know that? No. You, like you guys are uh, you doubling up. This is again a universe over poor. Someone's done too much. <laughs> More work than you need to. Um, so we you and i made a really interesting choice due to covid
1: yeah um so julia was moving into my building um like a
0: like a creepy <laughs> like a creepy follower
1: uh, <laughs> no no not creepy follower it's a we the building's a great place to live super central location um All true. and, and uh, super close to the beach the parks everything in our lives that's yeah. important for our kids so um yeah, we had dinner that night, March seventeenth, when the world was dropping. Uh, <laughs> the, the ball dropped on Julia, and the ball dropped on me. And we all had a family dinner,
0: and uh, drinking may have been involved.
1: Yeah, and there was a sleepover because uh, I didn't have
0: to go to work the next day,
1: and I didn't have childcare, so I wasn't going to work go the next day. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was just like, "No, you're not moving downstairs. You're just going to move in here." And she's, like, "No, I'll let you sleep on that for a couple days." And I was like. I don't, I don't need to, that just makes no sense to, <laughs> to let you pay more money and basically uh share spaces anyways, cause yeah. I'm like, you're practically going to be up here or I'm going to be down there. It's, there's no point.
0: There's really no point. Yeah. It was, it would, would have been one floor below you and across the hall. Yeah. Um, and then it would have been $50 more than the rent I was paying in my whole current like two bedroom house with a yard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it would have been a one-bedroom anyway for right. myself and my own five-year-old daughter. Yeah. And I think uh, one thing that we miss on this is uh, our daughters are best friends in preschool. And we're both single moms. So we try to do a family dinner thing once, twice, three times a week. Yeah. Um, and we, we've created our own family support system, like a tribe between you and I Correct. and our two girls. Yeah. To offer them a family unit. um and so moving downstairs was to be able to increase our ability to do that yeah um and also our best friendship we're not sitting here fucking hating each other and being like our daughters are friends but I don't like you yeah Uh, which happens a lot it does
1: no I'm best friends with all of my kids parents Ah. (laughs) joking joking
0: yeah it's you know I actually I think I've gotten kind of lucky because some of the kids that my daughter comes home and I and I allow her this room in her own personality and growth that she doesn't like certain kids at school yeah. she complains about them and I meet their parents and I'm like yeah I see it you know I mean? <laughs> yeah okay well I'm glad you don't like that kid because I don't like their parent I don't want to hang out with them either it's cool like <laughs> apple doesn't fall far from the tree let's get honest here if my kid likes another kid at school it's pro- I'm probably going to get along with their parents I see that system if you know loose values and they like weird shit and a lot of counterculture ideas. Oh, (laughs) weird. You don't like weird shit? Huh. I do like weird shit. I'm saying, I totally like weird shit. Um, (laughs) uh, So where were we with that? Uh, we, so you offered for me to move in and I feel like you and I were pushing from opposite sides. I was pushing to take care of your kid all the time. Yeah. Cause I just want to get my fingers on like more children because I'm like that creepy maternal woman who was like, I'd have five. <laughs> and I'm like, didn't work out for me. but I want more kids in my life. Um, and <laughs> you were pushing to be like, move in with me. Like, it'll just be easier. And I'm like, ah, we've both been very single, very independent women for a long a very time. Long time, yeah. So, what were some of the? It was funny because I, what I looked at, it, I was like, "Yeah, I know that's going to go well. You just be sure." And yeah. you, you came back at me with like, "Well, we should set some rules." I'm like, "What? I don't like those. Why? Um, <laughs> what? What for?" <laughs> so what were what were some of the things that you were worried about when we were talking about going from a two bedroom apartment with two people in it and a two bedroom house with two people in it? coming into one one apartment with two bedrooms and four people in it like
1: (laughs) my biggest thing was just to create space for you to have your own independent time I really wanted that was my biggest worry was um not being able to provide that for you for you to not have time and space yourself um in the world of COVID we can't just go out to a restaurant or a coffee shop or whatnot um, and my biggest worry was that you were not going to have enough independent
0: time. And that that's funny. Where did that worry come from? Cause you and I have a difference of personality in that, that, um, that causes you to worry about that. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, its I know it stresses you out to be overboarded with people like mm-hmm. um, where it doesn't with me. I thrive on having people around. I thrive mm-hmm. on um, people's energy. Like I thrive, I vibe on other people. So um I worried that, like, you moving in here, that I would be in your face too much, that you would feel that I was in your space all the time.
0: <laughs> and we had, we had an even bigger worry with our girls. Yeah, right? the same worry for your daughter, um, in who's, that sense. Who fiercely enjoys her bubble. Yeah. Like, and your daughter's reaction to that.
1: It's is
0: to cry. Is, <laughs> it's, it's to cry. It's a work in development. It's, it a, it's, it's to
1: a, cry. When she, she gets told no, she cries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which works really well for her dad because he just keeps giving her everything. Um, but oh! Her, but her independent mother tells her that you know maybe we don't need to cry about everything. You know, take a deep breath. Let's <laughs> let's talk about this and um and yeah, it's a in what do I say to her? I say to her, my new line to her every time she cries after I say no. Do other people cry when you say no? No. <laughs> well then maybe we need to look at what's, what's going on. the What reason that you're upset about me saying no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which, which is a, a good developmental talks for parents to have. And it's, it's funny because I, I have to watch my own daughter where I've given her the language to be like, I need some space. Yeah. Um, Please leave me alone. Yeah. I want to play by myself. And she's, she's developed that language very well and I think utilizes it but myself being raised by a narcissist and like having a bit of my own toxic manipulative behavior from my past I like look at my daughter and I'm like are you bullying like are you are you like cutting her out to like try to get something out of that are you trying to like throw a power move by telling her that you need to be alone like so I like look at her and I'm like accusatory like are you being nice when you're asking for space? I'm like, you know, like, are you being mean to Are you being mean to Claire's daughter on purpose? Like, you know, just which is a terrible way to like suppose or suspect that your child is being evil in like a weird, insidious, polite way. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I know I do that, and I just want to make sure my daughter doesn't. But it really comes in handy in life. I mean, like, <laughs> oh. Terrible, terrible. um
1: but yeah we worried about our girls and that they wouldn't they wouldn't groove well together day after day after day knowing that our custody arrangements are different and stuff we could see that there would be times where they would have their own space in their own bedroom and um and their own individual parent time too because that was a concern for us is that they got you know time with us on like as as mothers as their as their mother's but they got some alone time with us. Um, mm-hmm. and it wasn't all about family time all of a sudden. We wanted to like them to bridge into it and not fight it. They want we wanted them to get along. We we raised them independently since they were two. Mm-hmm. Um so for the last three years they've had just mom and mum, mum and then dad on their dad time. And so they've not had siblings to no. fight for or other people in their lives um, pulling attention away from their parents all the time. So <clears throat> We wanted them to, um, them to get along, them yeah. to be like sisters. Um, and we know that it's gonna have its uphill struggles. We've been doing it for two weeks, and it's gone remarkably
0: well. Yeah, really uh, well. <laughs>
1: um, but we know that there there still might be struggles, and there yeah. might be times where there are full on fights and brawls. But you know, what kids haven't had that in their, yeah their upbringing, and I I say hell yeah, let's do it. Like let yeah. them have them. Yeah. Is gonna be good for their character.
0: Yeah, that that was one of the things that I came into like jamming two adult women and two five-year-old girls into a two-bedroom apartment where I'm like, this 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 was like my emotional response to COVID, is all of the things that happened and like unraveled or like flipped and became opposite in my life. I just looked at it like, this is totally what I asked for. Mm -hmm. I wanted less time at the job I was at. I wanted more time to myself. I needed more time to heal and recover. I wanted more time with my daughter. I wanted more time with you. Mm -hmm. I wanted more time just, um, you know, breathing in through my life. And COVID really kind of cleared my schedule very suddenly and very drastically. Um, And in regards to our daughters getting along, we, ha- we did have a lot of those very um, smart, dedicated, um, kind of enlightened bitch uh, yeah. conversations about what are the true ramifications of this? How could this really play out? Um, but on the other side of it, we were like, let's not be too sensitive. Like, yeah. worse shit has happened. Yeah. Worse shit could be happening. Yeah. This could be way worse. Yes. Um and whatever like little hiccups or mess that we experience in choosing to join our homes and join our families and just boss the shit out of the COVID economy together, um we're gonna get through this even better.
1: Yeah, stronger and better. And the girls will too. They yeah they have each other where everyone is social isolating and no play dates and no this and no that no parks.
0: oh no parks makes me so mad
1: the girls have each other through this whole thing and if we weren't living together and sharing space together and being a part of each other's life that way the girls wouldn't be allowed to have them have have a playmate and now they do they have full time playmates and yeah they see each other all on the regular and and they're together every other week full time in our home and um, they they thrive. It's it's yeah. what they need. They need that playmate. They need that other person. It's really hard to tell a five-year-old that you have to socially distance. Like, yeah. don't go six feet from that person and don't touch the same thing. And yeah. like, like that's really, really tough for them to understand. It's been heartbreaking to have to tell a five-year-old she can't go play with older children as I've had to tell Julia's daughter at the, at the park. No, you oh, can't go man. play with those older. I just want to go play with them. No, you can't play with them. But I just want to. And I'm like, I know, I understand you want to, but we're not allowed right now.
0: It was like that picturesque, like really sad, heartbreaking moment where I came up into the situation and I'm looking at her, like sitting on her bike in a park, like maybe 20 feet from two other kids that are playing together because they're brother and sister. And she's just sitting on her bike, staring at them. And I'm like, what's going on? And you're like, I had to tell your daughter that she can't Can't go play play with those kids and my kid literally wheels her bike to the edge of the play space and just watches them.
1: Because that's what she's like, well, then I'm just going to go watch them. And I was like, you're allowed oh. to do that. It's just yeah. it's sad. And then yeah. to have to tell them over and over and over again that their favorite park is closed every yeah. time we go to the beach. I, well, I wanted to go to the beach because I wanted to go to the park. Well, I'm sorry, but the park is closed. And well, how long is the park going to be closed for? Probably a couple months. Months? That's a really long time. Okay. Yeah, it so is.
0: As as myself, who's like uh every time someone's like, this is how it is, I'm like, is it really? And then you're someone who works in the public health industry as a as a nurse. Let's have that actual chat about um what like what what's real and what's not in having our kids get in contact with other kids. Like I'm under a pretty good understanding that tons of people without symptoms could be asymptomatic carriers and we're just not affected. Mm -hmm. And our biggest goal is to not be passing um, the virus, even Mm -hmm. if we're not experiencing symptoms to other people that are high risk.
1: High risk or other though. There's no real high risk nowadays. There's 30 year olds that are getting sick and being vented in ICU. We just don't know who is going to get impacted hard or not. Wow. So I think that's the biggest thing is that social distancing is necessary because we just don't know. Right. We really don't know whether when we don't know when I'm coming home with it and going to give it to you, or right. And how sick you're going to get comparative to me, or like vice versa. Like it's just, we just don't know. Yeah. It's one of those viruses that's unpredictable. There's not enough knowledge about it. There's not enough understanding of the disease process. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> tell tell me about your experiences going to the grocery store because you and I have had very different exp- like very different reactions we're having the same experience granted but we're having different reactions I
1: hate going to the grocery store because I hate seeing everyone wearing masks and wearing gloves and touching everything with their gloves and wearing their masks in a in, in a like in a improb- yeah <laughs> yeah um and so I hate it and so I come home and I'm like you just, you just understand. I just, I don't like it. It's just not fair. Like, I just want to go up to them and rip their mask off. You know that they're wearing it wrong. I just don't even get it. And it's, and it's I said to her, I'm like, I'm a nurse. I'm supposed to educate people. It's my job to educate people. And I'm like, but I'm not working. But all I want to do is go up to them and be like, do you know you're wearing your mask wrong? And so therefore, if you're wearing it wrong, it's not even actually working, <laughs> and you're, you're putting yourself at greater risk. And every sinceity too I was like I think they should line everyone up at the front of the grocery store and take make everyone take their gloves off and wash their hands before entering the grocery store <laughs> and then no one should have gloves on because honestly when you're get when you're leaving your house with your gloves on and you're getting into the uh, you're going to a grocery store and you've driven in your car and you've touched the handle of your car and then you've touched this and you've touched that and you touched the other you're not like you might as well just be wearing like not wearing gloves Wash your hands before you leave the house. Wash your hands before you touch your face again. Wash your hands when you get home. You really are not saving doing any any beneficialness by wearing a pair of gloves. You're not you're not doing anything. And the (laughs) masks are strictly because the now the new the new thing on from Health Canada is that masks could be worn to protect protect others you spreading to others not for not for protection to yourself and so that's the other thing that gets me is that these people are wearing these masks these like people will wear gas
0: masks or even (laughs) scarfs over their face which i know is like a hot button for you you know like oh they're just keeping all the germs inside their face
1: (laughs) and it's (laughs) a scarf and then they're touching their face because their scarf isn't tied properly and i'm like and they're wearing like cotton gloves, and I'm like, really? You're just doing yourself more harm than any good whatsoever.
0: So the the hilarious difference in this is like, as as my job as someone who's a recovery coach, and I work with people on mind management, and uh, working with people on recovery from things like addiction and depression and anxiety and low self worth. You come home, and like I I lo- because I love you so much. I love being your sounding boy, your free coach. If you come home upset, if you come home with a new concept, if you're challenging yourself with something I love being the person that you go to for that um and I love talking you through it but as soon as you come home with people are doing this and this is the grocery store I'm like fuck bitch I ain't helping you with that that's fucking bullshit you let that go you can't control other people I'm not listening to this shit we did this once we did round one and after that I'm not helping you with that I'm not talking to you about how upset you are that other people are idiots that is none of your business none of your business if other people are being stupid all you can do is control yourself and if you want to start controlling Your environment, just I don't know. There's that video game guy that like smashes people up against a rock face wall to get them (laughs) off his path. Like, just do that. Start she hulking situations. You're already built like an Amazon goddess. Just start grabbing people by the scuff of their neck and just start whacking people out of the way. Like, it's not a discussion. It's not an argument. (laughs) You're gonna need to manage this with force because
1: I I swear, every so often, I just want to go run around and lick people.
0: All right, so we so we got caught on a short uh, technical malfunction, possibly my idiocy. I'm not quite sure. Um, (laughs) And where where we were at was uh, Claire licking people at the grocery store. Claire wants to lick people at the grocery store. Yeah, Um, yeah. I'm um, gonna run
1: around lick people. I'm gonna be the nurse that finds on the news. Nurse runs around Parksville licking people at grocery
0: (laughs) (laughs) store. Yeah, Lose oh. license
1: because. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Health malpractice. <Yeah. laughs> um, breaking the, what is it, like the ethics? Yeah. You, you guys are trained.
1: Yeah, my professional practice. Called.
0: Yeah, professional yeah. Pathi- practice yeah. ethics. Don't yeah. lick people. Yeah,
1: don't lick people. Uh, we, right.
0: You know, with the, with the new regulations that need to be put in with COVID, um, that's going to be in the new nursing program. <laughs> <laughs> not, not allowed to lick people. Yeah. It's absolutely acidity- <laughs> The gray zone. It's in the black zone. <laughs> that is the black zone of the ethics. Damn. I
1: right. know licking people. All right. Plus, um, I don't want to lick people because then I'd end up sick. Because that's like the hashtag. What was the guy that licked a toilet seat because he was challenging COVID and then ended up with COVID? Yes, yeah, stupid idiot. <laughs> 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 like, really? Uh, come on now.
0: Yeah, so it'd be yeah. like, nurse runs around licking people, ends up with COVID. Yeah. No shit, really. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag unenlightened bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll have to change the podcast podcast name. Don't yeah. do that, please. <laughs> um, which which brings us to uh, my favorite topic ever is uh, I would love to, for for in the intro, I think it's really important that we go over how we met, why we connected. Um, why this relationship's going so well, and how fucked up it is <laughs> to to a lot of other people. Um, one of the most interesting things about you and I becoming friends and forming a relationship is that people have been extremely uh, curious um, and sometimes, uh, like I don't want I don't want to say accusatory, but like derogatory about the way we have our relationship.
1: Yeah. People, uh, people have been mad at me about my relationship status with Julia. Um, in the sense that people are like, well, you're straight. So like you, but you're advertising yourself as like, as in a relationship with Julia. And I was like, well, I I do have a relationship with Julia. Like we have a family unit, like we have created a family unit. Um, and I feel like that's jumping into the end of our story, maybe not the beginning of our story. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the derogatory side that I get.
0: And it's funny because the relationships of the people, like the people I have in my life who approach me about it, were really just usually curious men who um, are under the impression that one day they have the potential to sleep with me um, at some point. And while I've listed myself as being in a relationship with you on Facebook, kind of contact me to congratulate me. Which is actually the disguise behind, is this real? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I love Claire very much. And I would if she let me. But, <laughs> um, and I classify as like, way more gay than I come across. But I'll I'll take I'll take I'll take some D every once in a while I'll take a little bit of D still like I'm not not saying no, um, and if you're not giving me V I gotta get something somewhere you know yeah what I mean? that's true you know, yeah. something somewhere yeah something somewhere <laughs> so um but maybe
1: we should start at the beginning of yeah, our story yeah
0: who's who's going to tell the story of how we met because oh, you know I love telling it but actually I kind of I told it in front of you yeah. yes yesterday yeah. um and you actually had extra bits that are funnier than the way I just tell it
1: actually <laughs> what extra bits like the fact that I like stalked you previous to ever meeting you but yeah. I knew all about your life before you even you tol- came into
0: mine. you totally did you creeper yeah, I know, right? um, so I guess maybe let's try to do it together yeah let's um, do it
1: together you start with the story part that you want and I'll add in the little bits that okay. make me the creepy stalker
0: oh we're so good at this yes yeah. that was a high five sound yeah. if anyone missed that um, and Solid, solid, uh, solid contact. On yeah. That. Yeah. Um, so we, my impression was I had just come back from a uh, business trip uh, for global marketing expansion in China, and um, well, I was at the park with my daughter, and she starts beelining it to some other little kid, yelling Elise, Elise, and I'm like, okay, obviously, my child knows someone. <laughs> um, and this other little girl's running up, oh, Path, oh, Beth. and Another woman walks up behind the kid. I'm assuming this is the child's mother. Um, and so you, you say to me, oh, you must be Opeth's mom. I hear about Opath all the time. And my response is, never fucking heard of you. <laughs> like, um, my kid doesn't talk to me about the kid she knows at school. And you're like, oh, Elise talks about Opath all the time. Yeah. They're actually friends in class. Apparently they've got like a little girls club at school and they're always together. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, just like, like, just like I cock blocked it. I was like, <laughs> um, yeah. And then the, the part, the part that I that I love, I was like, well, do you like red wine? <laughs> and the way I finish, I usually finish the story is like, you're like, yeah, but actually, you're like, well, I drink beer. Yeah. And then I think I say to you, well, will you drink red wine? And you're like, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> My like, my favorite line of that is, well, then you and I can be friends. Yeah. <laughs> and we've literally been inseparable, inseparable since. Ever since. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. The parts that make it creepy is that I <laughs> knew all about her before she ever knew about me. Um, I She'd been in and out of my life for probably about three months prior to that. Um, well, actually, probably six months prior to that. Because um, the girls started at the same daycare in another location. before they moved into the Parksville location they were in Qualicum daycare so I knew Julia's ex-husband I'd met him at um like a school event they did a picnic in the summer and then I'd seen them at um a meet like through I did kickboxing and uh martial arts and so I'd seen him around and then I knew he, he's a big tall guy. You can't miss him. So then I knew what mm-hmm. he looked like. And then I patched together through that, what Julia looked like. Um, and I'd seen them at Halloween together and all dressed up and
0: love Halloween. They I, do I, Halloween. <laughs> good. I love they dress, they
1: dress Halloween up, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and so like, I just, no one seen her and she'd been in and out of my life in random, random ways. Um, prior to us ever meeting.
0: And it's funny. Cause I, I never remember seeing you. Yeah. I never, I don't ever recall crossing your path. I don't ever recall seeing you at any of these places or events. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, that's just a good indicator that I've got my head on my ass all the fucking time. Um, <laughs> because to, to like come out of that and to have never like, you know, when you think about like the mystic universe, like maybe you have a connection with someone and you yeah. cross it and you like get like a little ping. But it's yeah. like, I like fully have like fallen madly, madly in love with you. And I just, like, never, you had been watching me from afar and I had never, never known.
1: Yeah. And it's, well, but that's, I think that's, that pretty much shows the concept of people we are, though. Like, I am that person that observes other people that, like, I niche into other networks. Like, um. Or you're just a busybody.
0: You fucking you're just a b you want to yeah, well, like you know, who, who who they and who they yeah, know and who yeah. they slept with and yeah. like la, 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 la. and I'm like I don't motherfucking care who you are yeah. if I don't already know you I'm not going to know you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <Snob "Yes."> <laughs> yeah I think that's not an inaccurate representation of yeah. who I am <laughs> you know not disagreeing with you <laughs> happy happy wife happy life yes yeah, you're yeah. right babe yeah. you, you are right baby <laughs> right babe <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So yeah, maybe I'm a busybody and maybe you're a snob. (laughs) um,
0: (laughs) I've been called worse.
1: But we work, but that's, but that's it. I've, I've, I've niched into the community. Like I've networked in so much
0: so that like, if Julia does something and I'm not
1: around, I get to hear about it before she even comes I've been ratted
0: out. I've been, I've been kissing another, I've been kissing another woman other than Claire. Yeah. Um. down at the beach and like someone we go to the gym with snitched on me and said that I was cheating on her. And then I've shown up to pick my daughter up at dance class. And with a guy that's over for the weekend from out of town. And then I get snitched on that I'm cheating on my girlfriend with a dude. And yeah. I'm like, this is. Bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. She's never allowed to do
1: anything without me knowing. I know. <laughs> you just have So many
0: friends. I know. And, I know so many people. And all these people, they know what I look like, and I've never met them and they've never spoken to me. And yeah. I'm like, I fucking hate them already. Like the people are just making me their enemy immediately. Every time someone snitches on me, tells my girlfriend that I'm fucking around on her, someone's gonna die <laughs> You know? I carry a tarp, a rope and a hatchet in my trunk.
1: And I quite like, enjoy it. I'm like, oh yeah, Julia so much was this? <laughs> yeah, what
0: are you doing today, babe? <laughs> nothing, best,
1: nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> the best part is like, like, every time everyone everyone ever says anything to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like, they're my, first rea- my first reaction is, like, oh yeah, she's like, we've already talked about this. Like, I knew what she was doing yesterday. I don't, and I'm aware of what she was doing the other day. Like, I'm like, I know. I know where she is. I'm like, <laughs> I, she's
0: like. So, we've just had our second technical difficulty. Definitely my fault. Um, and lost the last like seventeen minutes of us talking, and by lost as in probably wasn't being recorded at all. So, <laughs> Good job, thanks um, for you know my first podcast recording. I think uh, being able to press buttons is a pretty serious responsibility, and uh, not hitting buttons I'm not supposed to press is a even larger responsibility. So I'm gonna give myself some room for mistakes on this. And so we we got to the point at the last segment of joking about.
1: Oh, about people knowing what you're doing? About.
0: Because (laughs) uh, I've got watchers out in the world. Yeah, you've you've got snitchers that get snitched on in public. Watchers, not snitchers. Well, they watch and then they snitch. They have a dual role, it seems. Um, I
1: just and, like knowing where you are at all times, babe.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Now you know where I am all the time because <laughs> we wake up together. You know what color underwear I'm wearing when I go out during the day. So, um, and so then uh, after we got past that humorous segment, um, and we were sharing about how we how we met, and then we went over. How? Why our relationship got as deep and as good as it is? Uh, what What was it that kept us connected? We got connected, and then we connected on basically our past, right? Yeah, we connected over our dysfunctional upbringing, our dysfunctional yeah. mothers. Yeah, and uh, a path of like hardline recovery really brought us together. Um, we had, we had a few other interesting, like really bizarre similarities. Like our daughters are born 28 days apart. Uh, we yeah. separated from our spouses same
1: timeline.
0: A- around the same timeline and like per- dating
1: history stuff that's similar.
0: Yeah. Dating history, similarities. And um, so the biggest, the biggest connector was that um, our, our toxic past and you were specifically raised by. Um, an alcoholic mother. So you classify as ACOA, Mm. which is adult child of an alcoholic. And then I was raised by a narcissist. So adult child of a narcissist, which actually carry what's called the laundry list. Yeah. There's
1: 14 traits of a adult child of an alcoholic or someone that was raised in dysfunction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think I identified at the beginning of my recovery journey with about 10, 10 of the 14.
0: Yeah. So I remember exploring that myself and being like, wow, like bang on. Like I've never been, I've never been explained so thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> my damage has never been outlined so accurately in front of me. Yeah. Um,
1: Step one, this is. Yeah. Hello, <laughs>
0: my name is Julia. I hate all 14 pieces of the laundry list. Yeah. <laughs> um, my last drink was 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> my next one is right now. <laughs> yeah, my next one is right now. Um, and so you and I... Since we got together in November 2018 is when we started being friends. Uh, We went through two Christmases together. We've been through a Mother's Day together. um, And we've really kind of had major recovery experiences together. Yeah. Recovery journeys together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what are some of the points of those journeys that, uh, that you and I shared? uh besides the like me screaming I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> yeah we we miss each other on that one where I did it like almost an exact year before you as uh, it's, it's hitting rock bottom yeah um knowing what rock bottom looks like and for yeah. me to look at you and be like oh I know what this is <laughs> <laughs> we're like, there's tears and some yelling and I'm like oh, those words came out of my mouth a year ago I know where you're at hey <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah. Um, And then building after that, like you, you know, it's not, I don't think it's just about recovery journey because anyone who starts their recovery journey from a toxic, abusive, um, negative past or like low nurturing, they, they not like tons of people walk a very different path. But I think what connected us is you and I walk the path in a similar way. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we, um, yeah, I, I think we walk the path in in the same way, but, and we, we just, I feel like
0: there's just so much
1: support that, like, you and I offer each other just, like, unlimited support, like, there's...
0: Oh, that's right, like, the, um, like, being each other's, um, sponsor, (laughs) and, like, how it's not really ethically, um, probably not ethical to support to support back your own sponsor yeah you're not supposed to be the sponsor of the person sponsoring you (laughs) (laughs) that might not yeah be the best (laughs) way to do it yeah it was that you said that like hashtag that was uh hashtag don't do it right do it better was that was the joke in there (laughs) um so again after my my third section of a technical difficulty I think I figured it out Um, and there's been a lot of lost, lost minutes and some lost hours between Claire and I finally uh, switching over to our, our tea and it's nothing's as funny as it was two hours ago. So sad. So So we're, we're going to wrap it up pretty quick then. Uh, we both want to go to bed. It's been a long day Hmm. and, uh, we, I wanted to end with, um, talking about what we hope what we hope for this podcast, what we hope to be delivering out into the world. And uh, you, your thing was sharing that that's the most important thing.
1: Yeah. I just want the podcast to share knowledge, share space, share time, share ideas, share everything. Um, As a substance use nurse, I, um, I often just sit with my clients and share space and just be present in their life and, just showing up is worth a million dollars some days so um, I want the podcast to show up for you to be present in your life to provide you something um, and I think it will the more we share um, with you the more we welcome it back um,
0: yeah, yeah. And that's and that's where we where we find true enlightenment right mm-hmm. is the um, gaining connection and knowledge and information on expanding our minds and we do that by discovering. And we can only do that if other people are sharing their path and their story and uh, where they're coming from and um, where they where they hope to be going. Um, and then my, my biggest give out of this is I want to deliver honesty. I want people to get real and get honest with themselves and get honest with other people and to shed that armor and to share their vulnerabilities and to find strength in that. And um, that's what we're going to be doing with this podcast. We've got a lot of Episodes lined up after this that cover everything from um, substance addiction recovery to behavioral addiction recovery, uh, single mom life, finding enlightenment the hardcore way like we do, (laughs) Um, and dating. Yeah, uphill battle. Harden up! Harden up! up. (laughs) The way I like to do it. Harden up! Um, And you know, life as hyper independent women, um, and then trying to date (laughs) other men on top of that. That's fun. Yeah. We, we, I don't know if they have a better time or we do, or if they have a worse time or we do. I'm not sure in that situation. (laughs) We do our best. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to thank all our listeners for joining us. Uh, This again has been Julia and Claire. And we are hashtag enlightened bitches. And we hope to see you every week with a segment full of juicy, ridiculous um, adventures on. Our path to recovering from a toxic upbringing and our recovery um, journey, and our very dedicated commitment to break intergenerational abuse and to leave a legacy and involve our own daughters in a legacy of healthy, happy. Uh, well they don't they don't have to be happy but at least at least we want them to be emotionally mentally healthy enough to find it if they need it if they want that (laughs) not my job to make my kid happy but I do need to make her a good person that's my job (laughs) yeah all right good night everyone and put out into the world what you wish to see good night